All right, so uh, for those of us who are here, uh, I'm going to ask uh, for uh, whoever, which one of us may have started, well, who, raise your hand or be do a visible sign if, if you participated this last weekend. Okay. Wow, it looks like just about everybody but but Sandra and 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 me, <laughs> and another hand for for Peggy. So you know that makes perfect sense because uh, what we'll just end up doing is uh, kind of just continuing the the discussion. And so uh, I think probably just for the sake of of ease here, I'll just kind of shout out the the next picture I see. And uh, if you are able to share and willing to share, we'd love to hear uh, your experience and, and how it went. And so, and the first one that I see is Rowan. Uh, Rowan, why don't you share with us a little bit about that experience? Chris bowing out. Rowan bowing in. I actually signed up as a duty call I am highly zoomed out and was not expecting to uh, gain a lot from being there. Um, but I felt, you know, I, Sangha has a retreat, I go. And I was pleasantly surprised to find that I was enjoying it. And I think. Uh, I always enjoy seeing everyone, even if it's just a Zoom picture. And uh, the work that Barbara and uh, Gina did, I mean, they sent schedules to a lot of us to comment on. They basically did the work that had us on Zoom, off Zoom, on Zoom, off Zoom. Didn't trigger my... Uh, computer phobia and uh, so I I'm always inspired by Barbara I always like to be around her with her mouth open even if it's just social she says good things and the quality of the questions that uh, people presented to her uh, that's her that's her strength and the way she likes to operate is by answering those questions and people gave her good questions so her second day dharma talk was structured around questions but also in her first day dharma talk just uh, just a constant series of jewels dribbled out of her mouth um, somewhere i have Just a few of, the, few of the jewels from the first day that I scribbled down. They probably make more sense in context, but they're just my just, just half a dozen things I jotted down. Choosing our refuge. Sorry about that, my phone was not off, it now is. Choosing our refuge, mindful mental consumption, doing what we're doing 100%, inhabiting and loving my life, 
the cosmos love me enough to put me in this house and give me this food? What are you waiting for to be happy? Peggy is dispatching the landline to a different room. So then I got two pages of other notes, but I won't go over those. Just fill in for the couple of you who weren't there. Um, she worked the first day on gathas as practice and feeling that they were especially appropriate for this time. And since this is a very unique time, she asked us to uh, write some gatas. Um, I wrote about five, I think. But the two that I shared at closing were picking up my smartphone. Great power is in my hand. May I use it wisely and very sparingly. And then we've had a lot of meetings, our CTC and our annual meeting committee have had a lot of meetings. So I've been very aware of meeting things. And so I wrote, uh, may I never be too hurried. No, that's not it. Where, where did that one go? In a meeting with Sangha friends, may I always remember that the relationships are what is important, more important than the agenda. I actually got a uh, text message from someone who said they really needed to hear that and they were bringing that to the next meeting of their Sangha. So, uh, I'll say more in discussion, but that's, that's more than enough for now. Oh, one other thing I'll say. I was very resistant to getting in the car and driving to town to walk. I really didn't want to do that. Matter of fact, I wasn't sure till the last minute I was going to go. Peggy had to go because she was leading the walk. But I found that in my retreat head, the drive was not unpleasant. Actually quite pleasant. And uh, Green Hill Park is so beautiful that I just loved it. And uh, that was sort of the, maybe the, the three highlights were seeing everyone, Barbara, and the walks in the park. So it was just so funny. I was resisting everything. I was especially resisting the walk in the park. And uh, my resistance went away and I actually enjoyed myself. Thank, thank you, Rowan. Um, so uh, I guess keeping with my commitment to just go in the order of pictures, Peggy, I think that makes you next. If you can share a little bit about your, your Yeah, I'd like to pass and have you come back to me if you would. Sure. Um, Steve, I think I saw your hand go up. Steve Allison. Or AB, I'm sorry. Steve bowing in. Um, well, I, 
I found this retreat to be really um, quite powerful and very much, um, in spite of being online, I think this, this Sangha energy that was generated was really tremendous. And I guess that um, speaks a lot to how, how Gina and Bryce created the container and how Barbara um, invited us into to the, the process and the experience um, very wonderfully. And so I think it's, uh, it's just says to me that no matter how long we have to do this this way, we have a community that will um, survive and persist and be beautiful. And we can continue to be a beautiful, beloved community. Um, in this fashion, even if we never thought that it was what we wanted. Um, and it was lovely. I um, can't say, Candace, how, how delighted I was to see your face um, when the squares came up. Just, I've missed you and I've, um, that was wonderful. And so it's wonderful to see you tonight as well. Um, so that was one of the other, other uh, benefits of having a, a distributed Sangha. Um, one of the things that Barbara did so powerfully that I really appreciated was how strongly she connected us to, to Thai and to Thai's teachings because of the fact that she was um, a nun for 12 years and um, was Thai's translator for at least part of that time. And um, so her stories and um, descriptions of his teaching and, and, and knowing that she had heard those things directly from him and, um, were very, very meaningful to me in terms of feeling part of this tradition. Um, since I have not and will not get to, to, to experience his teaching um, in person. One of the most moving parts of the, um, question and answer was a, a question was about how to talk about Buddhism to an elder who is um, nearing the end of their life and facing a lot of fear about the end of their life and um, a young person, a grandchild who has questions about hell and death and, and um, the thing that was really um, incredible about what Barbara offered and then what Greg offered was um, entirely free of philosophy and doctrine. <laughs> um, both of them really came very powerfully down on bringing the experience of one's continuation, one's ex own experience of one's own, one's own ancestors, and then um, reflecting on one's descendants, um, whatever form they might take. And um, that as, a, as an experience, I mean, Greg said specifically, it was important, valuable and useful to bring it back into the realm of, of actual experience and not being hung up on ideas and concepts and um, 
that was just very moving to me because I am a very much intellectual, philosophical kind of a person. And so to be reminded that what this is all about really comes down to relating and sharing and, and um, connecting to these experiences is really very, um, very grounding. And actually, um, during the, uh, so I'm, I'm also sitting on Monday nights with the small Bozeman Thich Nhat Hanh group. It's a very, um, very small and, and uh, emerging uh, group. And one of the practitioners there, when I, when I shared this, described being adopted and still connecting very powerfully both to his biological family in certain ways because he did meet his biological family as well as the heritage and history of his adoptive family and that um that gave another level of richness to the whole notion of um the stream of ancestors um, and descendants because of course it isn't just about biology it is about um, what we what we transmit to each other so those are all things that I really that really um, moved me very much and that I found very powerful um, the the gata practice was was wonderful um, both being able to write some and um, hear other people's and I guess I have just two that I will add in this vein of um, connecting to our ancestors and connecting to continuance. Um, so I got to for feeling hopeless is, I am here because my ancestors did not give up. I offer myself to my descendants. And in the vein of, of just experiencing interbeing and, and connecting, um, when I'm down on myself or feeling inadequate, the whole universe touches me. My actions constantly ripple outward, no matter what. Steve bowing out, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Um, Bob, I think uh, you are up next, sir. Kind of like a lot of my phone conversations are <laughs> just to myself. I am um, uh, coming in. <clears throat> really appreciate Barbara. Um, uh, I think I've been to three or four of the times she has come to visit us, and I have recorded her Dharma talks and noticed about hers that. Um, they were right on 45 minutes within like one minute, every single one of them. And that just really, really caught my attention. And that um, I think the first time I saw her, she might've been ill a little bit too. And I 
you know, compared to Michael is a one quarter of the time and, you know, and, but it was, you know, what I noticed is like, there's three strong points that I can take with me and they're not blurred and 50 other things I learned and, and I can actually put action to them right off the bat. I can tell you two of those that are at the last one. That was one of, uh, and it ties into, uh, I think Greg, Greg mentioned it too, uh, or it was um, similar. Uh, it's about weariness and when you're very, they just said it's being sick too, but it's being so sick that you, um, you just don't have the strength to uphold your ego. And, and it's kind of uh, in, in those points when you really just don't really want to put the effort in that that might be when you have some, you know, true insights that aren't um, um, influenced by uh, some maybe a confirmed bias or something. Um, and so when I was there, I was just coming on to catching something that was going on around. It was just, just hitting me that morning. I felt it starting the night before. And so, I mean, literally as she's talking, I'm, I'm tangibly, you know, experiencing this and practicing it. And then, uh, um, I don't know if this is a common terminology, but I think it was referred to as a little Buddha. And it's, it's more or less kind of referring to like, right in front of you like if you just if you have a judgment on something that kind of reflects on on yourself or something and it's something to more look at and uh right as she's doing that i thought i don't know if it was uh thatcher or nico came running through the middle like literally mid sentence of this and uh and it was just you know, right in that moment as she's speaking, there is the message, the Dharma, you know, the message speaking or whatever, or at least that's the way I interpret it. It's just, it, and I just, I caught it or that's, that was my, uh, my interpretation. And, and, uh, and, and so I really took that with me and as, and I, and I've been ca carrying that ever since uh, it's not a hundred percent, but when I'm looking at something that I'm judgmental towards and, and it's a very strong emotion that I'm holding on to that, uh, that's, uh, it's just a reminder that if I give it a little name, like little Buddha, it gives it more, uh, impermanence and something I can kind of look at. Um, so anyway, that's my introduction to what I like about Barbara. And, uh, so, um, I think the Gathas were, is a great uh, topic that I th don't think it comes up that much. Um, and it reminded me that I actually have the one she used as uh, examples, um, the turning on of a faucet and having uh, a Gatha there. I didn't have something written in stone, but I've been practicing that for uh, longer than I can. It's, it's ingrained habit. Um, when I turn on a faucet, there's some sort of a, mindfulness of gratitude and um, and an acknowledgement of others that um, they don't have potable water even walking miles. Um, and so that, uh, and so in doing that and having maybe one of the, a few of those 
just peppered throughout my day if I have them just here and there. Um, it brings me back um, just for that moment. It makes me pause. It makes me save water. Um, gives me, um, it really just puts, brings me into the moment. Um, so I, um, as far as a tool to bring the practice in off your cushion, that, I, that's a really, gathas are, gathas are really good. Um, uh, let's see what I, some of her gems. Uh, a few are already mentioned. I, um, so I won't just, I won't repeat them. And let me think of it. one other thing that might be outstanding. Um, well, there's um, something that's sticking out here on the large scale of things on a earth universal scale mentioning um, that we're one extended family, one extended dysfunctional family. And uh, I can't remember if it was her, or someone else I was listening to, to that it's like, yeah, it, was, it was something else, but uh, the, the, the society needs to be better than the individual and the individual makes a decision to, uh, I don't know, personal decision. I think that was something and something else. But um, so I, well, the big words I hear, have here are growing pains. And, uh, and it just, it, it kind of makes me think it's all just a evolutionary or it just really puts it into kind of a perspective of here I am in this little point in time and in this right here. And um, you know, here's what happened before and here's what happened, or, you know, I'm in the middle of the story kind of, and um, I don't know, I, I, I'm not going to agree with everything and I'm going to be in favor of some things and I guess it's not for me to necessarily decide. And it's, you know, it's a tough thing, I guess, to wrap around my you know, perspectives, but um, I guess to become less attached um, and um, what's going through my mind is a feeling is a feeling the feeling of the feeling or and that that's not um, it's more of an observance to me and it's just uh, it's something that does pass but it, it's not um, I'm losing my articulation of that, um, of um, saying that, but um, not, um, <clears throat> I don't know, not looking at all the, I don't know, say it's anger or say it's uh, any, or some kind of, um, not just that it'll pass, but that it's not necessarily, a, you know, a, a that's what I am. It's uh, it's it's a reaction to this, you know, all these conditions at this moment. So I uh, feel like I'm babbling, so I'm 
Stop bowing out. Okay, well, thank you, Bob. Candace, I think I saw your acknowledgement that you were part of the uh, the retreat. And if you have anything you'd like to share, please please do so. Please bow me out. Is that good? Candace bowing in. Um, I have to say selfishly that I was glad that we were on Zoom because I've been away from the retreats for three years now that I'm in Michigan. And it was such a joy to see everyone in the little squares. Um, I've been missing my Sangha family so much and I can't find a Thich Nhat Hanh group here. So uh, I was thrilled that it's on Zoom and I, I was really pleased with the depth of the connection that I felt even through computer screens. Um, this was my first experience of Barbara and so I didn't know what to expect and um, was absolutely well, probably the depth of, of what I felt from her talk and the presence of everyone on the screen um, was deeper than I felt in the 20 plus years that I've been in person at a retreat, which was really amazing that I didn't think that was even possible. Um, when I saw that we were going to be working with Gattas, I was quite resistant. Um, I, I use some of them, I especially like the waking up one, waking up um, the smile on my face. Um, and some of the, definitely the meal got to, but you know, I don't have much confidence in writing them. And I was pleasantly surprised in uh, my attempts at writing the gatas and uh, really saw how important that that they are, and I would like to use them a lot more. So that was um, quite a treat for me. Um, that was that was key. I mean, it was the whole thing, and I'm not sure, but I think Candace may have dropped out. Um, she may rejoin us here just in a moment. I think uh, while we're waiting for her to rejoin, uh, Greg, do you want to share some thoughts with the group about the retreat? Thanks, Chris. Uh, this is Greg bowing in. Uh, I was uh, not looking forward to a Zoom retreat, um, just kind of overwhelmed. Uh, well, just uh, not processing things very well. So just a little uh, uh, 
agitated, restless. Um, so, and I do a lot on Zoom already, like everybody else. And uh, uh, really grateful for all the space that uh, Gina and Bryce put into the uh, schedule. It made it uh, very doable, manageable. And um, at first I was a little, um, uh, not very excited about kind of an hour break here, you know, a couple hours here, there. And, uh, but it really carried a thread of the retreat through the day. Um, when I started, I was like, we could do all this and be done by 1130 and then have the rest of the day. But um, it was just nice to have it uh, spread out so that, um, so that it really did kind of provide that container. Um, our retreat was here at the house with the kids. Uh, Corey participated as well. She, um, she gets up really early these days and works before she goes to work. So uh, she's uh, reading to the kids and going to bed tonight. But um, um, I, uh, and that, that made it, uh, you know, a little different. Uh, just we chose to uh, stay home from the community walk. Um, uh, There's a part of us that wanted to bring the kids to it and a part of us and really the bigger part of me was just like I just don't want to negotiate their feelings and uh, just don't want to do that today. <laughs> uh, so we chose not to. We actually talked about it well ahead of time so it wasn't a um, like a, oh should we shouldn't we decision and um, we just had a lovely afternoon. Thatcher actually ended up playing with a friend for a chunk of the day so we could hear them in the other room. And um, people got to see Nico on the couch here doing gymnastics uh, kind of pretty much all day. Um, that kid is a machine. Um, but uh, what really touched me was, um, so, well, first I'll share that on Zoom, uh, I've had some very intimate um, interactions with community on Zoom before, both in our Sangha as well as in other groups. And um, there is a part of me that feels almost more open. It's like my defenses and my anxiety can go down because, I mean, you're all there, but you're all, you know, I'm sitting here alone in my room right now. <laughs> like, it's me and my laptop, and I know you are there and I'm happy. And um, I also know that, um, you know, there's this, this distance. And so there's, there's an interesting uh, interaction for me that happens where my defenses can drop away. But my, um, there is a part of that emotional connection that that is missing on video calls. It just I can't quite put my finger on it. I've been trying to discern this for about, uh, well, actually since um, about uh, February, uh, but even before the pandemic, trying to figure out, put my finger on it, but I can't yet. Um, Thursday, I was part of a, a group uh, with the UU, just two people that uh, were having a conversation. And I was just, there was just something um, intangible that was uh, different about it. That said, uh, it was a very powerful experience being on retreat via Zoom. Uh, I don't want to deny that, that there is a, a connection and warmth and movement and presence. Uh, all of those things are there. Uh, so I was touched by that. It was really, 
moved by that experience. Um, and the gata practice is just so wonderful. It's uh, such a nice, nice thing to do. One of, one of our uh, sangha friends shared that with her kids, she likes to play, um, where did it come from? So Saturday, you know, I sat down with, with my kids to be the wise. Uh, I'm on retreat and I said to my kids like, so where, let's play this game. Where did it come from? And uh, um, Thatcher said, um, I don't know. And then Nico said, well, you, you made it. <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, but where? They're like, I don't want to do this. And I was like, okay. And then uh, Sunday night we did it again and they were totally into it. So um, maybe I had relaxed around it. So it was just a, it was just a lovely experience. Uh, it was really nice for Corey and I to be able to participate together. Uh, fall retreats, we don't often get to be together. So now we've had two retreats. Um, and I liked uh, having everyone in, in my house. It was, uh, it was good for those of you who have been here. It's a small room, but we were able to fit 40 people in here. So or more, uh, which is great. Uh, and I've been working a little bit on the gatas, uh, as people have shared. And I'd just like to share, um, share one that um, is really helpful uh, right now for me. And it's, um, when I am feeling exhausted, I vow with all beings, Stop putting energy into defenses and open to the present moment. Um, for me, it's a, a helpful way of using the energy of just being bone weary or exhausted, emotionally, spiritually, physically exhausted. But instead of uh, fighting that, just letting it open, open up. Um, of course, I have to be very careful uh, in that open place when I'm exhausted, because uh, things can go in pretty deep, but just to allow that uh, presence. And it's been a really um, helpful journey for me this past week, and then to culminate with the gata practice and that invitation. Um, I hope, uh, I will probably forget that, so I hope someone else remembers and reminds me of it next time I'm feeling exhausted. Thank you all, bowing out. Oh, one other very, very quick thing. Um, I was part of the Common Good Missoula uh, group today and we were in a small group and I did the, the bowing out and I said, oops, wrong community, I'm sorry. But then the, the pastor over at First United Methodist, he said, I actually like that, I'm gonna do that. And so he did bowing in and bowing out too, so. <laughs> Well, thanks, Greg. Um, Steve Fletcher, I see you. Uh, were, were you part of the uh, retreat this past weekend? No. Okay. I um, forgot that there was a retreat. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there was a retreat. Um, yeah. So uh, now that we've kind of gone around the horn, as it will, I, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Peggy. I forgot that we're coming back. So please, Peggy, if you would share your thoughts. Oh, I don't have to say much. I'm going last and everybody's already said everything. So this is like a reprise. Um, reminds me of when we used to have retreats with Michael cooking and uh, Michael Colville was cooking. We were up at Swan Lake and Sunday was always the reprise day where 
all of the leftovers came out and you got to just revisit every wonderful thing. So we have just revisited a lot of wonderful things. Um, I also was um, not totally enthusiastic about uh, dropping everything and, and doing a retreat. In fact, I found being at home, it was very easy to get distracted and run off and do other things and not be as diligent as, as I could have been. But I'll get back to that later. Um, one of the things that Barbara really spent, I mean, it stands out for me that she spent a lot of time addressing very directly um, everybody's anxiety and um, overwhelm with so many different things going on, the social justice, the um, COVID, the election, I mean, all this confluence of so many different emotional forces. And um, she just really spent, in fact, Sunday, the whole time Sunday, just working with that in general. Um, around, you know, questions that people brought up, but um, all, of, all of what she did seemed to really work with that. Almost to the point that I was kind of feeling overwhelmed, like I watch the news and I, I can get pretty distraught and overwhelmed by the news. And then she we were talking about all this suffering is starting to go, oh. But one of the things that happened uh, in the process of the retreat was realizing um, that the news has, when they put the news on, they're taking all of the issues um, that everybody, I mean, news sells and, and trauma sells and they're putting, that's what they're focusing on in the news. We're not focusing on all the things that are going well and all the people that care. We're only focusing on the, you know, that are caring and loving and helping each other. You get a puff piece at the end of the news that has something about some positive thing, but that's like a minute, maybe two at the most, and you've already had 28 minutes of um, overwhelm. And it made me realize that, um, I was not balancing. Uh, I was getting too wrapped up in this one thing. She, she talked about evolutionary primal brain keeps scanning for challenges and that we need to balance that. Uh, and I, I know that, I mean, I used to teach it, but um, it was really nice to have that reminder that, oh yeah, it's natural for us to be scanning for threats and scanning for um, things to be ready to address. So um, I have had a lot of anxiety and feeling ungrounded, like the ground is shifting underneath me. Um, so it was really nice to have a lot of very practical practices about grounding and staying grounded and staying balanced when you get all this negative uh, concerns and anxieties and input to balance that with um, remember to walk outside and get into nature or 
look at the, you know, enjoy my grandson and while I'm tutoring him and, you know, just really bring up the, the or balance it with, and there are, there were 40 people right there on my screen that were all working together and being together around this. And it was just, just reminded me that you know, we have a lot of support for, for that. Um, that doesn't diminish the reality and the suffering, but the balancing was important. The thing I liked about the gata practice, I was not looking forward to that either. It's like gatas, because we'd have these sheets of gatas, but they did not seem to resonate with me that much. It just seemed like somebody wrote them, you know, for, for somebody else. But she really worked on personalizing them. And she also explained um, the purpose of them and, and in more depth about them, like that it's a way to connect to um, the, like when we go to the grocery store and we buy our food, it is a very distance where that food came from. I mean, it could have come from Argentina. Um, but we're very distant now from whenever we consume things, we're quite distant from the, the origin. And um, she gave the example of water that the gata for water says coming from the mountains, from the streams high in the mountains, water comes to me. Um, oh yeah, okay, this is a way to connect with something deeper. Uh, we're you know, getting more back to the roots. And then she talked about using gatas to, um, to work with what's going on. Where is your struggle in your daily life? And do a gata for that. Um, we put a mask on every day. Do, I made a gata up for, for masks. Putting on my mask, may all beings be well. I mean, that was another thing. Gachas are too long. I can't remember them, and I don't have time to, to do 10 sentences. So I made mine shorter. Um, maybe there's something that we tend to rush through, and we want to expand our awareness of it. So we make a gata about, you know, so really personalizing the gata practice. So um, that was kind of special. Um, so she, with that, she, when we had a problem with, uh, the, uh, suture service, and we're all sitting there and poor Zan, who was supposed to lead it, her computer, she drops off. So she's supposed to be leading it and then singing the chants and she's gone. <laughs> gate, gate. And, uh. So Barbara just, just illustrated, take that moment. Okay, what's going on? Um, and gave us these three phrases. What is happening? What's happening in your body? What's happening in the circumstances? What are you feeling? And how are you practicing with that? And it just was like, oh, sure. That brings it right into my, my life right here, right now. Um, 
So we talked about the difference between having the retreat in our homes versus having the retreat at um, Flathead Lake. And at Flathead Lake, you go there for the retreat and then you come home and try to apply it, which is not always that easy to make that transition. Or you're at home and the beauty of this was I was at home and we could apply things right here and right now while we we're in our home. That's where the challenges are for practice. So that we were working right with that directly more so than going somewhere else. That was kind of neat to consider that. And I think that's about what I wanted to say, but there were two books she recommended. One was about race. Uh, I don't remember. And one she recommended was one for children. Now I'm going to have to look those up. But Oh, and I was going to say too about the gathas. She's going to, we're going to collect gathas from people and put them in a Google Doc online that everybody can share everybody else's gathas. I think that'll be fun. I'm piggy bowing out. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, we, we still have uh, some time left, and so we'll just go ahead and open up the discussion to anything um, that you would like to share with the group, and uh, whether it has to do with the retreat or, or not. So I'll just keep the circle open. Chris bowing out. Fletcher. I was just going to, this is Greg bowing in. Um, the book is called Mindful of Race by Ruth King. Um, Barbara recommended that all sanghas should take up a study group around that. Um, so maybe that one will materialize, <laughs> a study group will materialize at some point. Uh, bowing out. This is Chris bowing in. I would just say uh, the I've always I've been aware of gatas. They've never been a part of my practice. Um, I think they're sort of interesting because I, I liken them sort of to the bell that plays on a phone or something like that to sort of draw you back to the moment, um, which never was very effective for me. Maybe like half of a day, um, uh, and and. Uh, I think part of it is that I, I also like Peggy sort of felt like this was something that somebody came up with for someone else and, and maybe I should be there too or something, you know, but it never really resonated with me. And I'm, I'm very interested in the idea of, you know, identifying those places where you think maybe your practice can use some additional 
support or when you think there's a sort of that Dharma gate, that challenge, um, and then craft, craft one with the assistance of, you know, those that you trust or, or, you know, I think that just is a really great way to go. That seems far more useful to me as a, as a means of practice. So I appreciate that. Just found out.